Good morning and welcome everybody. You're listening to Faith FM, A716, A718 or 88 right across Australia, right across the Faith FM network, wherever you are. This is The Breakfast Show, positively different radio in the morning and you are with Lyle and Martin, who's going to be staying on a corner holding a lasso by the end of today. <laughs> You're going to be doing what? <laughs> Standing on a street corner holding a lasso. That's literally one of the points on how to find yourself a husband in my good news story this morning. From 1958. Okay, so that's coming up and more because, of course, this is a delayed broadcast and you should have been there for the live show, but you're going to have to have it now anyway without uh, all the fun of being able to jump in and have your say. You can jump across to the live show. It's actually pretty easy. Just go to uh, faithfm.com.au and press play on the live stream or download the TuneIn app. Search for FaithFM Australia, add us to your favourites and listen in to the live show that way. Okay, so that's coming up. So much more. We're going to be talking about, uh, or we're going to have the most controversial discussion we have ever had on Faith FM, I think. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it has been. I've I've never woken up in the morning and had so much stir from something I've posted the night before to Faith FM This is like like way more, way more controversial than our discussion on on abortion. Yes, it's it's true. Yeah, it's... it's, And that that one was pretty... Red hot there for a while. Full on for a while. Yeah, it was, wasn't it? I'm going to be posting up the uh, the video from uh, the segment to, like today, uh, the um, the answer for our question of the day onto YouTube and onto IGTV, and I'm going to have a look and uh, see what kind of fallout we have from that. So very that will interesting. will be very interesting. We're going to be discussing the subject of circumcision. Okay, coming up in today's news, we're going to um, – Mon is going to take us through how to find a husband from 1958, of course, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and that's going to be one of the most hilarious segments. We couldn't find an actual uh, reason why we were presenting this on Faith FM other than from the, a biblical yes. perspective other than the fact that the Bible says that laughter is the best medicine and sometimes on a Friday – We like to have a laugh. You need to have that to start off your day. And And we have a God who has a sense of humour and who gave us a sense of humour. What a tremendous gift a sense of humour is. Absolutely. Can you imagine life without humour? Oh, But, you know, some of the the advice was good because some of it was like, you know, be nice to everybody. And that's true. You should be nice to everyone. If you're a nice person, it definitely would increase your chances of finding a husband. Absolutely. I'm not sure about standing on a corner with a lasso. I'm not sure. Because <laughs> that was literally, that was the sum of it. Carry a hat box. Yeah, stand on the corner. Holding a lasso, full stop. <laughs> that was the end of it. That was all the advice for that one particular point. Just to hold a lasso. <laughs> and of course, we're going to be uh, coming up. We're going to be talking about Brexit, and you can yes. see that everybody's brains are just melting in the UK right mm. now. Um, the country is tearing itself apart over the whole Brexit deal. But it was prophesied. few people realizing that this is actually a prophecy that is two and a half thousand years old yep. being fulfilled again. This is nothing new. And uh, we've got more of it to see, so that's... We shouldn't be surprised. That and so much more coming up. We love you guys, when you, particularly when you join us in the morning, so stay tuned for a great show. From the heart of the Father comes the desire that all of the nations be saved. Lips of Messiah, we have the promise. Behold, I am with you always. Across the streets, we will go, we will go, we will go to the people who have called this place their home. Across the oceans, we will fly, leaving worldly gain behind to hear the Savior's praise away. Oh, 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 oh,
that Jesus has risen and reigns. And though fearful and trembling, we go remembering the gospel is mighty to save. Across the streets and we will go, we will go, we will go to the people who have called this place their home. Across the oceans we will fly, leaving world again behind to hear the Savior's praise awake across the globe. We will go. Come, lift up your eyes The harvest fields are shining, shining The time has come, let us arise For heaven's judge is soon returning The time has come, lift up your eyes The harvest fields are shining, shining the time has come, let us arise For heaven's judge is soon returning We will go place their home Across the oceans we will fly, leaving worldly gain behind To hear the Savior's praise awake across the globe Welcome back, everybody. You're listening to Rob Smith and Nikki Chiswell across the streets here on Faith FM as our Twitter blows up this morning. Yes, we've hit a raw nerve, apparently. So um, yesterday we were talking about, briefly talked about circumcision in our Bible study. And uh, and someone texted in and said, you know, if circumcision was done away with at the first church council, because, you know, Peter, Paul, Barnabas, they're all there. Uh They said, you know what? Gentiles don't need to be circumcised Mm -hmm. um, to be saved. And so they did away with the the tradition of circumcision. And... um, and so someone texted in and said, well, why do people still circumcise their babies? And so we decided to use that as our question of the day for later on in the show. And we've posted up that we're going to be using that as question of the day later in the show. And um, overnight, it's uh, I didn't realise it was such a controversial <laughs> this is a hot topic. topic. So this is just going people are making so. comments. People are getting very... Um, touchy about it but yeah it's going to be interesting to see what what do you say as that yeah absolutely I'm, I'm looking forward to answering I might beef with you about it even I th- I'm you, can, not, you can beef to your heart's content I'm, <laughs> I'm not 100% sure we're on the same page about it but hey let me <laughs> let me hit you with the breakfast bible quiz I really want to jump You'll into my you have to wait and see <laughs> my hopefully we are on a different page <laughs> then we can have a Circumcision brawl. rant. A brawl online. <laughs> I think there might be a two oh, cents okay. coming out of this one. Okay, great. Okay. In the meantime, let me hit you with our quiz. It is a Who Am I breakfast Bible quiz. The first clue is Zechariah 11 verses 12 and 13. Prophesize of my wickedness. Do you know who it is, Lyle? Uh, what was the chapter again? Zechariah. Zechariah 11. Verses 12 to 13. Nope, nope, ah, Lyle doesn't know the answer. If you know the answer, give us a call quick because I will send you double prizes if you get it right. Our number, of course, is 1-800-FAITH-FM, 1-800-324-843. Lyle! Yes. Let me tell you about this article I found. Okay, okay. If you so, need more time, you can have some of mine if you want. Okay, sure. So there's a woman, right? 
She goes to a garage sale and she's going through a box of old magazines and she finds a copy of McCall's magazine, which was a pretty famous magazine back then, uh, from 1958. This is like Woman's Day yeah, or like, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind yeah. of a woman's one. And and, uh, and on the cover, there's an article, like the, the headlining article is 129 Ways to Get a Husband. <laughs> Is this a single lady? Is this why she buys this magazine? She wants to find a husband? I don't know, but this is amazing. I'm gonna. I'm not going to read out all 129 because no. some of them are a little bit boring. Stuff like get a dog and walk it. I'm going to skip those. I'm going to skip stuff like join a hiking club. I am going to share with you some of the good Both ones. Both of those sounds some like of a, them are a, little bit a hiking club, I think, would probably actually be a good way to find a oh, husband. Oh, absolutely. So I'm going to skip those because they're valid and they're boring. I am going to share with you some of the crazy ones, no, some of the sexist we, we, ones. We need to hear the valid ones so that we can No, 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 no. Because you want to hear ones like this. Have your car break down at strategic places. <laughs> How do you organise your car to break down? All right, car, I need you to blow a tyre right here, here, now, now, quick, blow a tyre, blow a tyre. Like, how does that No, you pull work? over, you stop, you open the bonnet and you smash something with a hammer. Attend night school, take courses men like. Look in the census reports for places where the most for the most single men. Nevada, for example, has 125 males for every 100 women. Number six, read the obituaries to find eligible widowers. Oh my goodness! <laughs> widowers feature a lot on this list. Oh. Number seven, take up yeah, golf well, and go to different golf clubs. <laughs> widowers are, are obviously um, more attractive than divorcees. Oh yes, yeah, um, for obvious reasons. Yeah, so of course. There's somebody that's made a, a, a success rather than a failure of marriage. That's that's right. That's right. Okay. Get a job in a medical, dental, or law school. Become a nurse or an airline stewardess. They have very high marriage rates. <laughs> this was back in the day. Being, this one's, this this like one's, one of the, Back in the day, being a, an air hostess was the equivalent of being a supermodel. Yeah, it's you true. Know, it was like it's a true. celebrity, uh-huh. massive celebrity position. This is. I think this last one. This next one is a good advice. So be nice to everybody. They may have an eligible brother or son. That, oh, absolutely. Couldn't agree more. Get Could a, not agree more. Get a government job overseas. Volunteer for jury duty. What? <laughs> you marry a crimp that. or something or other? Oh, we let this guy off. Let's this go one's marry a bit him. mean. Be friendly to ugly men. Handsome is as handsome does. <laughs> Get lost at football games. Don't take a job. No, no let's be a, be a dits. Dits. <laughs> Don't take a job in a company run largely by women. The one that I shared with you yesterday, get a job demonstrating fishing tackle in a sporting goods shop. Yes. <laughs> Staff discounts. On Total reason to get for a man to marry a woman right there. Staff discounts. Uh, sporting sporting goods, fishing shop, BCF. Bunnings. Bunnings. Hardware stores. Repco. I mean, come on, Mon. Super cheap auto. Come on, Mon. I'm clearly in the wrong, clearly in the wrong career. I'm just sitting next to you all morning. That's the problem right there. On a plane, train or bus, don't sit next to a woman. Sit next to a man. Go to that's, all the that's, reunions. That's not going to be dangerous at, at all. Go to all the reunions of your high school or college class. There might there may be widowers there. Once again, back to these widowers. It's just uh, killing some women off. Right? This is so horrible. <laughs> Don't be afraid to associate with more attractive girls. They may have some leftovers. <laughs> <laughs> go go back to your hometown for a visit. The wild kid next door may have become a very eligible bachelor while you are away. Don't room with a girl who is a sad sack and let you pu- let her pull you down to her level. This is this one is crazy. <clears throat> Change apartments from time to time. Why? I, I don't know. But can you imagine having to move house? All the time, like in some weird, like, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. 
Is so you can meet real estate agents or something around Maybe, that? maybe. Learn to paint. Set up your easel outside an engineering school. <laughs> that is so stupid. Okay, okay. <laughs> because women don't do engineering, okay, right? Okay, this, this is now, we're now in a section. We're now in a section where she's hoping that you've seen some guy and you want to get his attention, right? So this is called how to let him know you're there. Uh, number one or number 31. Stumble when you walk into a room when he's there. Okay, so you're clumsy. Yep. Uh-huh, that works. Carry a hat box. <laughs> I don't know why I'm carrying a hat box. It's going to get you noticed. Mon, this is why you are single. We have discovered why I you like, are single. I like this one. You need to carry a hat box more often. Wear a Band-Aid. People always ask what happened. <laughs> and? I don't know. It's so (laughs) This one This is the craziest one yet Number 40 Stand in a corner and cry softly Chances are good that he'll come over And find out what's wrong No way (laughs) Let me tell you about men Men Okay so let me tell you about men Men are terrified I mean terrified of tears Just stand in the corner and cry That's how you're going to meet your husband Just just try it out What on earth (laughs) <laughs> if you're at a resort, have the bellboy pay you. Think, I didn't think they t- started taking drugs until the 1960s, you know. Yeah, I yeah. What, what this woman was on. This like, was, that, was that last one again? That like, literally, if you're staying at like, a hotel or something, have them paid you over the intercom just so he knows you're there. He's, buy a convertible. Men like to ride in them. <laughs> Bike. Yeah, yeah. I, I usually thought it was the other way around. Men bought cars to impress chicks. This one I think is pretty good. Okay, but here's, this is, this is, here's something. Chicks are never impressed by cars. No, we're not. But men are. That's right. Oh, I suppose. Yeah, I see, I see. see. Okay, this one's pretty see, good. My wife, my wife bought herself a classic, a 1958. Uh, um, and all the men have been chasing her ever since. No, but whenever I talk to guys about my wife owning a classic, they're all super jealous. Like, like, wow, you know, because they all want a classic, and their wives won't let them have the one. And my, my I think your wife is pretty one. good at number forty-four. Learn how to bake tasty apple pies. Bring one into the office and let the eligible bachelors taste it. <laughs> <laughs> Mon, you need to bake an apple pie. I'm trying, I'm trying. And, and I'm going to accidentally what have, day of the week to bring it to work. Accidentally have your purse fly open, scattering its contents all over the street. <laughs> Get better looking glasses. Men still make passes at girls who wear glasses. What? Or try contact lenses. Um, <laughs> sorry, because sorry. how are you even supposed to know someone's wearing This is crazy. Number lenses. 58. Get a sunburn. <laughs> Number 61, when you're with him, order your steak rare. Number 62, don't tell him about your allergies. Number 63, European women use their eyes to good advantage. Practice in front of a mirror. Number 65, change okay, what, the what, shade what, of your what stockings. Are we, what are we and doing be, with our eyes? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Just something that European women do with them. We have to learn. Okay, you German say. So, uh, change the shade of your stockings and make sure to keep the seams straight. Exclamation mark. Get that fresh scrub look by scrubbing, exclamation mark. (laughs) I like this one. Don't whine. Oh, I have a wife. She has melanoma. Don't whine. Girls who whine stay on the vine. (laughs) Anyway, keep going, keep going, keep going. Okay, I'm going to skip down to where they get like a little bit crazy. A a little bit crazy? Yeah, okay, so this is... Are you kidding me? This is what they call the wild idea section. Uh, So stuff like get a hunting license. If your mother is fat, tell him you take after your father. If he's fat too, tell him you're adopted. This is probably the craziest oh, no. one. Stow away on a battleship. 
rent a billboard and post your picture and telephone number on it. Paint your name and number yeah, on the roof in and say, give me a buzz pilots. <laughs> <laughs> this is so great. Ride the, oh, Mom, ride the airport bus back and forth to the airport. This is this is quality advice, Lyle. I'm going to follow all of this. I'm going to paint my roof. <laughs> Get some pilot husbands. Guys, that was Melissa Otto with Enjoy the Sunshine. You're listening to Faith FM, and Mon is about to give you another clue for the quiz, so get ready to give us a call on 1-800-324-843. I'd love to enjoy the sunshine if there was any. Okay, okay, clue number two, who am I? I said, why isn't this perfume sold and the money given to the poor? It is worth a year's wages. You know who that is now, yeah, don't you, Yeah, yeah, it's pretty yeah, easy. Come on, guys. An easy one. I made it an easy Friday quiz, so give us a that call. That one from Zachariah was a really obscure clue. Yeah, it was Seriously? A bit obscure, yeah. <laughs> That's way obscure. I mean. Give us a call, 1-800-FAITH-FM, 1-800-324-843. Of course, you can text our competition line if you just rather text 491 well, there you go. I think, Mon, we should just continue on with your story because way more funnier than mine. But we probably need to talk about a few serious yeah, issues this morning, yeah. one of them being the Brexit um, process, I guess, that is taking place in the Isn't that just blowing up? 
I have. I don't think I've ever seen anything as divisive in my life. Yeah, it's crazy. Okay, so just running through, just a little bit of a, um, and I'm just trying to trying to get my head around it. But uh, Theresa May has uh, secured a Brexit deal, which for a while there we didn't think was going to happen. Now, of course, um, that's going to be uh, accepted by the EU on November 25. But a truly a mess of epic proportions. It seems that Britain was, you know, overwhelmingly in favour of Brexit or removing themselves from the European Union. But how they actually go about doing that, they have been totally disunited on to the point that it's been almost impossible to get any form of a deal whatsoever at all. And for a while there, they were, you know, and and still there is the possibility of, you know, just. Uh, and no deal because of what could take place in the next few days. But, um, yeah, so basically the uh, Brexit minister himself, Dominic Rabb, has resigned. Mm. You know, this is the guy who's yeah. sort of heading up the whole process. Um, the Minister of State for co- North Ireland, uh, Shailesh Vara, has resigned. Two junior ministers have resigned. Two parliamentary secretaries have resigned. You've got a whole swag of resignations taking place around this whole uh, Brexit do you, process. Do you think it's gonna? Do you think it's gonna end Brexit? Do you think they're just gonna be like, oh, never mind then? Well, there's a number of um, there's a number of possibilities. There is a uh, a, a Tory. Um, backbencher who is canvassing for a no confidence vote which if it was to pass there's a number of different things that could happen you could have uh, another election which could mean that there's another referendum or it could mean that there's no agreement at all whatsoever um, so these are all options that could take place in the next few days it'd be interesting to uh, to watch it all happen um, <clears throat> it could just all go through quietly you know November 25 EU approves it you know and it's just like yep just a quiet divorce don't you know blows my mind is how much money it's cost. Well, it's been like the, what twenty eight months of working on this. Can you imagine how, like all the all the people's wages that have to be paid, like all the money that's just gone into like getting this thing off the ground? Yes. How would you like to be the prime minister of um, the United Kingdom right yeah, now? No, not much. It's because uh, like I have I have news notifications on my phone, and I feel like five times a day I get a new notification of some <coughs> other hullabaloo that's gone on with Brexit. And what fascinates me is the level of emotion that this generates. It's, it's strange, isn't it? Yes, mm. because there's been this desperation to create um, the EU and then a desperation to keep it together. And at the same time, they've never actually been able to really accomplish uh, what they set out to accomplish. Yeah, because they still have a lot of Europe that's not part of the EU. And, 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 and you know, to, to form a, uh, <coughs> a collection of states you know, such as the United States, the United European States, that can then uh, compete on an economic level with the United States, which, you know, and some of these other, you know, world superpowers, which was, you know, part of the original purpose and idea and, and, and reason for the EU, they've never been able to accomplish. Yeah. Um, not from a political level, um, not from an economic level. And basically what you've got is a whole bunch of poor countries being propped up by Germany, which is the one country that's just pumping out, you know, the pumping the economy along. You're welcome, everyone. And uh, <laughs> knew that would get a comment from you, Mon. <laughs> and so, you know, you can understand why the, the UK wants out. I mean, the UK have always been pretty independent. They've never really considered themselves yeah. as being European. I always knew there was like a little bit of like, uh-uh in there when I when you go to, go to England and realise they don't use the euro, they, use, they still use their pounds. That's right. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's like they've always had one foot in, one foot out. They've, they've, never never been able to, um, they've never been able to agree on a constitution. You know, and the list goes on and on and on. They're the man who won't marry you, but he'll live with you. That's 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 England to the EU. 
<laughs> That's a pretty yeah. good illustration yeah. right there. Uh-huh. And so now he wants to move out. And now he wants to move out. This is what happens when you don't get him to come in. Yep. <laughs> Need to marry. <laughs> Very good point. Very good illustration. Mm-hmm. I like that. Okay, so um, <clears throat> what few people realise is that this whole mess that we're seeing right now is a part of Bible prophecy. Really? Yes. So really what we've had is around about 1,600 years of attempts to create an EU. Okay. There's basically never been a generation that has not lived under an attempt to create an EU. Mm-hmm. So if you think back before we had the EU, we had um, the Third Reich. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not so proud of being German <laughs> now, are we? <laughs> what? I'm Australian. <laughs> Okay, but this, the, the concept behind the Third Reich was, you know, a thousand years of peace by uniting, you know, the whole of Europe. And, of course, that failed. Um, and if you go back, the First World War was uh, much the same kind of concept. You know, then you had, you know, the League of Nations in between. You've had the United Nations that have tried to accomplish this. You've had, uh, you go back to Queen Victoria, <coughs> just while we're all po- pointing the finger at um, Germany, the UK has been just as bad. The Queen Victoria was called the grandmother of Europe because she was related to all of the royal families of Europe. Though you know, the Bible says they shall mingle themselves with the seed of men. In other words, they will intermarry with each other in an attempt to unite, but they shall not stick together. So this is from Daniel chapter two. It's a prophecy in Daniel two, speaking about Western Europe, and it says they will break up this this you know. <coughs> 500 years before the Roman Empire, it said that the, the Roman Empire would break apart, it would disintegrate, and it would never, ever be united together ever again. And that's exactly what has taken place. Um, you can go back to before then, you know, if we're pointing the finger at Germany and then pointing the finger at uh, Great Britain, who created this worldwide empire uh, that the sun never set on. If you go back then to Napoleon and the French had a crack at it. Yeah. I- In fact, the French have had a crack at it a few times. Uh, but Napoleon probably came closer than anybody else. Wasn't wasn't World War One a result of basically you know Queen Victoria's mingling with the yeah, seeds and they had a big so, family feud? That's yeah. what it resulted in. And they're all inbred, yeah, yeah. And so they um, they had a big family fight, and they're all writing to each other, you know, dear cousin, I'm not going to invade you. And the next week they invade, you know, yeah, or a fortnight later. Oh, P.S. I'm here now. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. It was, it was the most messed up war ever. Um, but here's the, here's the simple reality, and you can read this in Daniel 2. Daniel 2 says, <clears throat> and this is written, you've got to understand this is written 500 you know, years before Christ, 600 years before Christ, somewhere in, somewhere in that range. And um, Daniel says, okay, you're going to have, from this point forward, you're going to have four world empires, Babylon, Medo-Persia or Persia, Greece, and Rome. After Rome, the empire will collapse. Mm-hmm. It will disintegrate initially into 10 separate nations. That's exactly what happened. And some people say, oh, you know, the book of Daniel was written during the late Greek, early Roman era. Yeah, well, that doesn't solve your problem, does it? Because the prophecy of Daniel 2 is still being fulfilled today. And, <clears throat> and the prophecy says it will collapse into separate nations and it will never ever be reunited again. And you've got those you know, those five short words, they shall not stick one to another mm. or to each other, um, that have brought to an end the plans of the greatest statesmen, the greatest politicians, the greatest generals, the greatest kings, queens, uh, the greatest... Words that have haunted conquerors yeah, for centuries. Yeah. For centuries, mm. and none of them have 
ever been able to get past it. And Brexit right now is just a continuation of that process. It's just, you know, and this is why people's, people are so emotional over it and, and their brains are just melting. It's like, how can this be happening? You know, how is this even possible? It's because the Bible said so and they've tried to defy the Bible and it's not going to work. This is Ali Layton with Beyond. You speak a word and then it's done. Who am I to question thee? You wrote instructions for the dawn. Feel the treasures of the sea. Stars filling up the sky. Cause you can mandate.
Welcome back, everybody. You're listening to Faith FM 87.6, 87.8, or 88 right across Australia. And uh, we were recently down at the Grey Nomads Camp where Mon and I caught up with Leonie Gardner. Leonie, welcome to the show. Thank you. Now, Leonie is a um, well, she, she was actually here at Grey Nomads uh, as a as in her capacity as a singer and a musician. Uh, maybe just to give us a little bit of introduction to yourself, tell us a little bit about your history in singing and some of the things you've been involved with because you've uh, been in some major productions at times. Yeah, I started uh, singing. I guess I got put up on the church platform at the age of four. <laughs> okay, so you've been singing for a long time now. <laughs> yeah, so I um, came from a musical family, and so my dad used to. My dad was a Baptist minister at the time, and he would uh, gather the kids around the piano, and he would play, and we'd all sing and break into harmony. And I grew up with that, which was really special in the early Fantastic. years of my life. And uh, that went on into, you know. Evolved into uh, musical productions at school as I yeah as I went through the school years and did a number of those and uh, as the lead singer and lead part and then I went into um, uh, a role in Jesus Christ Superstar in Canberra um, you know in my late no, early twenties yeah so that was an experience uh, it ran for sixteen nights and. Um, Got an amazing rave reviews after that, particularly after the John English one in Sydney that ran for so many years and and was so successful. But apparently this one was a, a great uh, success as well. But anyway, you know, it's not necessarily true to the biblical account, but <laughs> I didn't know any better at the time. So sure, yeah, yeah. it was and, good fun. And, and, and God uses where we are. Yeah. But um, yeah, and we enjoy your music here on Faith FM. We, um, Praise God. We, we regularly have your songs out there and... And um, and they're a blessing to lots of people. So, yeah, praise God for that. Now, the thing that we really wanted to talk to you about today was um, your interest in health. You've had some very exciting things taking place in very recent times. We're going to come to that. But uh, how long have you been interested in health for? Yeah, good question. Well, that was another thing that kind of started very early in my life as well. Um, I had a grandfather who lived to 97, and I think he only passed away at that age because he broke his hip. He had a bit of a fall, and uh, and he's also had hit his eye that he'd already been had operated on. And he was an artist, and and at that stage he he'd just been transferred to a home, and I think he kind of just gave up. He was a bit tired, and and. Uh, but uh, yeah, so he was actually right into health, and and uh, he actually used to illustrate as an artist. He illustrated the cards for the sanitarium Whitbix for many years. Oh, really? Yeah, How yeah. About that. Were these like the collector cards? Yeah, the collector cards. Is that so? <laughs> I, I remember when I was a kid, I used to love collecting the cards in the Whitbix packets. Yeah, yeah, that was my grandfather. There you go. Yeah, Fantastic. so so he, I, whether it came through sanitarium or whether it was just instinctive with him, he had a very great interest in health and preventative medicine, and so that was inculcated into my mum and so I grew up in a home where that was health was something that was you know fundamental I think when f- health food stores first opened in the country my mum was walking in the door you know like she, <laughs> she was this, of, would have, this would have been back in the days before it was trendy yeah exactly totally like, before those days so you know and she'd send us off to school with these whole grain sandwiches and that you know and people would look across at me and go 
uh, look what Genoa's got, because it's my maiden name. <laughs> look what Genoa's got. Uh, it looks like dirt. Uh, mud. <laughs> She's got mud. And she'd give us iridol and molasses and, <laughs> and veggies on our sandwiches. It was kind of like so foreign. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. So was your family vegetarian? Um, no, no. Um, but when I was about 15, I think 14 or 15, my mum, um, yeah, I don't know where she learned of the existence of Hopewood Health Centre, but there was uh, in Wallachia, there's this uh, health retreat called Hopewood, and my mother decided that she wanted to go, and she asked if I'd like to go with her. And so we both went along, and uh, yeah, that was fascinating. It was all vegetarian, and I don't even know. I think there were quite a few Adventists at that place. I, I still don't know much about it, but, but um, anyway, they did all kinds of strange hydrotherapy treatments and fed us all this beautiful all the things that are very vegetarian trendy now. yes all the things <laughs> that are so trendy now and and beautiful vegetarian food and back then it was probably quite gourmet gorgeous gorgeous yummy natural wholesome raw and nourishing food and and it just was such an inspiration to me actually that was sort of the beginning of the you know the serious um ventures for myself into health and preventative medicine because yeah. last time we had you here on the show we were talking about raw food yes and raw food recipes Recipes. Yes. And we put out one of your recipes that just went absolutely crazy all over social media, which was very cool. So maybe we'll do another one at the end of... Uh, oh, we are going to have to. Oh. Every time I see Leone, I get hungry, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it, was her, uh, it was her hummus recipe that we put up on social media and people were loving it, really enjoyed that one. So we're definitely going to get one out of you before we get out of the studio. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see Fantastic. what we can do. <laughs> now, um, you're a practitioner of nutritional medicine. What does that actually mean? So it means this is, this is like what used to be a nutritionist, but now is a whole level higher than that again, right? Yeah, it's just a whole lot more in depth, I suppose. It's a really holistic approach to um, prevention as well as treatment, um, looking at causation and triggers underlying um, biomecha- biochemical and um, uh, yeah pathology, you know, that, that, that is actually going on, system dysfunction and so on that's contributing and lifestyle and dietary things that are all contributing to the to the etiology or the, you know, the incidence of disease and so or the disease processes and degeneration. So, um, so we look at that. It's a comprehensive approach. It's looking at body, mind and soul. We're, we're integrating the whole lot. We're not just band-aiding situations, symptoms and, and, you know, sort of hoping they'll go away. Um, we want to be able to correct the underlying um, problems, underlying dietary and lifestyle issues um, that are creating the environment in which disease is, is proliferating. How much of our disease these days here in Australia would be lifestyle disease? Um, Percentage-wise, um, I can't give you the exact figure, but it's huge. Mm-hmm. It's absolutely extraordinarily huge. Most of the – well, the chronic degenerative diseases are named as such because they are predominantly preventable. And so um, most of our hospitals are filled with people that are suffering from chronic degenerative conditions. Some of those are self-imposed. Um, for a lot of people, it's a combination of factors. There are so many things that are hard to protect ourselves from now that are impacting on, on our health and well-being. Um, so, you know, that's unfortunate. But, but we are still able to do an awful lot to protect ourselves against um, when, when, when you're studying conditions. nutritional medicine, you talk about a, a holistic approach. How much does the spiritual aspect come into that? Um, for, me, for me, and even in our training, you know, they, 
it is now recognized that spiritual pursuits are really vital, however people pursue those. They're really vital for calming the mind, whether it's through yoga and meditation. Um, For people like myself, it's through, yeah, meditation on the scriptures. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and through prayer and and, um, connecting with my creator, with my God, and, and, you know, being able to cast those cares upon him, someone who cares for us, and and let go and know that, you know, I I don't have to, at the end of the day, yes, I need to be responsible for things and that going on in my life, do what I can, but that there is a God who cares and can so arrange circumstances and and give me victory over things and help me, give me strength to go through things. Mm. Okay, so now we've got a really big announcement to make. And as far as I know, this is the first time this has ever been announced on on anywhere in the media. Oh, I'm hoping. Scary. And that is that you (laughs) recently um, just uh, opened a practice in Kempsey. Um, What's that called? Leonie G. That's a very simple name. And uh, um, how did that come about? Um, well, a mutual friend of ours <laughs> who gave the name, the brand. But um, yeah, how did that come about? I guess um, once I finished my training, because I, uh, I had been keen to get some training. I'd been teaching people about preventative health. Yeah, you've been working in health years. your whole life. Yeah, for and years. <laughs> <laughs> now you've added some, some uh, qualifications. Yeah, to added the qualifications. And then I you know, prayed an awful lot about how God might want me to use those qualifications and uh, there's a lot of things that inspire me, um, and I would love to be able to work toward. But at this point, um, yeah, I was just feeling very strongly led to just start working in the community um, in a capacity where I can actually connect with, with potentially with a lot of people um, and meet them where they're at. So um, I was just walking through the, one of the back streets of Kempsey late last year, and I saw this sign um, – Lots of words actually plastered all over a window of a business in town. And it indicated to me from what was written um, that they were incredibly proactive and integrative and all into preventative medicine and, you know, getting people's lives back on track. Um, and they, yeah, so it's a basically a physio therapy clinic with exercise physiologists as well as um, Pilates instructors. Great people, really, you know, um, energetic and... Um, yeah, really warm and friendly, and they're doing a great job in town. So I actually approached them and asked whether or not they would be. I just felt really strongly impressed to go in and just say, "Look, I don't know if you're interested, but this is what I have to offer. Would could you see it working with your with your practice here?" And you know, they were really open minded from the word go, and uh, very warm and receptive. And we had quite a number of discussions, and so it's taken quite some time. There's been a lot of interruptions over this year for all kinds of reasons, but um, it's always the way it goes. <laughs> Starting something new. Yeah. So, um, yeah, but anyway, um, some of them being wonderful, like another baby being born in the family, which was just beautiful. And, um, yeah, so now we're ready to get going. You're so up and running. Yeah, so Fantastic. it's pretty exciting. So is it like a clinic? Like, Yes. How do they get in contact with you? You're online somewhere? Look, look yes, I uh, am. Uh, we've we can got, put up on our social media? Yeah, we've got the, the raw materials of a um, website right now and um, it needs, it's, it's, it's up anyway. <laughs> we'll be adding there, lots there to those. There is information there. There is information there and that's um, leonieg.care. So, okay, that's leonieg.care. We'll get that uh, that information up for you, that link up for you on our social media so that you can get in contact. And uh, even if you're not in Kempsey, then this is uh, – Leona is obviously somebody who has a lifetime of experience in this kind of um, um, nutritional medicine and so forth, and so um, she'd be definitely worth contacting, getting con- contact with. Now, um, Leonie, um, I'm just wondering whether – we'd love to hear a couple of stories 
you know, okay. real quick of, um, of people that you've worked with. Beautiful. Yeah, um, I have one client that uh, if I can just have a look here and just thinking through. Yes, um, she was di- diagnosed about 12 months ago with osteonecrosis of the jaw by a maxillofacial, ma- maxillofacial oral surgeon. Sorry, that was the end, September 2017. Um, when she first came to me, um, actually, I've not even seen her directly. We've, it's all been a distance. Okay, so yeah. so so you can treat people via distance. Yep. They don't actually have to be in the Kempsey yep, area. Absolutely. We can do Skype appointments and so on, and mm-hmm. we can email, you know, um, uh, research, materials and so on backwards and forwards. So, sure. Yeah, so that's all very possible. So... Um, yeah, so she, um, let me just have a look here. She was very, very, very distressed. She felt that she was actually on her deathbed. She had um, ended up with, she had been on um, uh, two types of medications for that condition for a very protected period of time. One was for five years, the other one was for 15 years, and you were only supposed to be on a particular medication for five years, um, this particular medication. And so what had happened was over a period of about 12 months, she started going downhill seriously. She's a very proactive mother and grandmother. She's very dedicated Christian, and she's... um, yeah, one of the most wonderful people I've ever met, but she was just really suffering. Um, her hair started falling out. She was graying very quickly, um, and she had this massive um, issue going on in her, in her jaw. So mm. she had uh, – the gums were blackening. She had um, abscesses, and so she was very, very unwell. And so um, she was very worried that – she anyway, she had taken numerous courses of antibiotics that hadn't fixed it, and she didn't know where to turn and what to do. So she asked me if I could do anything for her. Well, you know, um, that's a bit of a crisis. She said, I don't want to go back to the doctors. I don't, without any um, ill intent meant there. It was just that that hadn't helped, you know, mm. what normally would help with a crisis like that hadn't. So I gave her a whole lot of pointers. I prayed and I asked God for wisdom. And I, I uh, do tend to do that because I think he's the chief physician and, and I can do quite a lot, but I know that he has the ultimate wisdom. So yeah, I put her on a program that's pretty intensive. Um, and she has been, I have to say, she's been incredibly faithful. Mm-hmm. She has followed that to the letter um, over the past 12 months. And this is what, uh, uh, what she recently said, she said, uh, just looked up. Um, it's one year and one month since I saw the oral surgeon. Uh, time flies. She said, um, I haven't had, wait a minute, let me see. I'm just reading to you from the, the message. Um, this sounds might sound amazing, but I have been taking the supplements that you prescribe for almost a year now. Mind you, they weren't all pr- practitioner-only supplements that are quite, you know, they're a bit more costly. I was giving her some home and simple things too, like turmeric and coconut oil and hydrogen peroxide and various things that was and and slippery elm for various different aspects of what we were dealing with. But she was on some fairly, you know, high dose um, practitioner supplements as well. Um, been taking those for almost a year now, and my white hair is starting to go grey. My ankles that were purple with varicose veins are much improved. My energy levels have skyrocketed. My gums are an improved colour and condition, and I'm sure if I could see inside my body into my cells, I would see many more amazing improvements. I no longer look and feel like 150 years old. People had said to her, you are looking like you're 100. I hate to say it to you, but something's happening. And, and that's what really freaked her out because she felt it. Um, so she said, but 
but I feel what I assume I should be feeling like at my age, or perhaps I'm feeling even younger. Because my health has been compromised for so many years, I don't actually know what I'm supposed to be feeling like at 66, but this sure feels pretty good. Um, I believe the Lord is renewing my youth like the eagles because I'm putting good things in my mouth and he's healing all my diseases. So she went on from that, and that was beautiful. Even her brain functions a whole lot better and clearer, you know, all the faithfulness, and she was thanking me enormously for the incredible nutrition advice. So, yeah. That's pretty exciting, Leonie. Yeah, yeah. Um, Thank you so much for joining us on the show today. You're welcome. Um, We are going to – we're going to have to move on, but we are going to put up one of your recipes on our social media, Um, a new raw foods recipe. And if you want to get in touch with Leonie Gardner, we will have her um, details there as well.
food, fun, friends and fellowship? Sure do. Then join us at the Philos Food Hub. For $5, you can receive a large food pack with free fruit and veggies thrown in and a complimentary breakfast as well. Wow. Where? At the Adventist Church on Newcastle Road, Walls End, number 63. Is that the big iconic A-frame church near the roundabout? Sure is. And it starts 10 a.m. every Thursday. Great. I'll see you there. Listening to Faith FM, positively different radio.